0: Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh now on this preacher and these, your children, that you love so much that you just couldn't stay in heaven without them, but you robed yourself in flesh and became one of us to bring us where you are. In Christ's name we pray, amen. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end, says Isaiah the prophet. Who? Is this child? I got to tell you, I love Christmas, particularly since my daughters are all grown and they actually listen to the kind of stuff that I really want. Not the kind of stuff that mama would tell them that I needed. So, so, so this Christmas, I got a, one of those vacuum sealers. And I, I've been wanting one of those for years. There's no greater gift in the world for a barbecue than one of those vacuum sealer things. You can barbecue a hog and seal it up and eat it later on. And then I got a food processor because if you're a barbecue, you need to be able to grind stuff up and make it, up. it can work. So they finally are listening to me. I love Christmas. I really do. I love the hustle and bustle of being in the stores. I go to Walmart and don't buy nothing. I just like to watch people run around, <laughs> bumping to each other. I like all the Santa Clauses that forgot to wash their beard (laughs) out there with the dirty little sand in their beard. I love Christmas. It's going to be a downer for me that it's finally going to be over. And i got to get ready for a whole new year. Got to go back to being an adult. Because Christmas is a time of celebration. It brings out the child in me. I'm sorry. It does. Even when I'm not feeling well, I get an extra step in my pep and I'm ready to go. And so sometimes I have to catch myself and say, what, what are you celebrating, Sylvester? Is it all about fun? For me, it is. I, I love the festivity. Love the food. There's nothing better than pumpkin spice lattes happening around. There's, there's nothing better than baked goods being baked in the oven for me. I, just, I, just, I, just, I know it's Christmas because I can, when I walk in the kitchen, two days before Christmas, I can smell it all over the place. And then, as I said, there are the gifts. What child is this who inspires such lavish celebration? Well, in Isaiah chapter eight and nine of his prophetic dissertation, Judah is in a spiritual low point in its history. Their captivity was on the horizon. The prophet Isaiah had warned King Ahaz and the Israelites of their impending judgment. The future of this tiny little nation looked gloomy, didn't look good at all. But brothers and sisters, by the time we get to chapter 9, the prophet delivers a different message, a joyful word of hope, a special child, a gift from God is about to be born. On his shoulders will be the government. His name shall be known as so many names. What do you call him? Wonderful? Counselor? Mighty God? Everlasting Prince of Peace? All of those. What child is this whom God would finally introduce to save us all? This Christmas gift represents God's great love and fidelity toward all people and every turn Ray when when you're preaching you want to say it's not for all people it's for those of you who come to church every Sunday and put a check in offering plate but the book says it's for all people We don't get to judge who gets in and who get out. That's the good thing. Because if I was judging, it would cost you $25 an hour to get in. I'd be sitting at heaven's door and say, it's $25 to get in and $30 if you're going to (laughs) stay. From this baby, this child would be born from the house of David. God As through Isaiah that he will build a kingdom that's never been seen before. By the way, you you are part of that kingdom, and it will continue forever. The government will be upon his shoulders, and he will assume a position of royalty and be our king of kings forever. This gift, says Isaiah, will go by several different names because we just can't find one name. He bears so many names because we couldn't completely capture his kingship with one name. Each name is a description of his person and work. His undertaking will be saved, will save his people from a world of sin and corruption and hopelessness and darkness and sitting in places where we don't know which way to turn. We can always turn to the light because this child points us to the light of God's love. So let's call him wonderful because he far surpasses everything created by and available to humans. What a great name. Wonderful. It's, fitting. it's a fitting name for a miracle worker who is still exalted today by his strength and promise to his people. Let's call him counselor. Counselor, that's a good name. He has no advisors and he does not search for understanding because he alone is the fullness of knowledge of all that is good and all that is perfect. His knowledge far outweighs whatever knowledge that human beings can offer. Isaiah says, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and mighty, the spirit of of knowledge, and the spirit of fear of the Lord. So let's call him mighty. That works. Let's call him mighty. Mighty God, in fact. He isn't just strong and a divine-like hero. He acts as God because he's both human and divine. Isaiah will later call him Emmanuel, God. With us, to affirm his beatific position as God being among us and one of us. He shows himself to be all wise and full of omnipotent power with full authority over death and the grave. Nothing can stand in his way of offering salvation to everybody that wants it just by believing he has the power to get it done. Let's call him Everlasting Father. Yeah, that's a good name. His parental care far exceeds our own. He loves, cares, and protects us as his children. He serves us as a high priest who, through his salvific sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, will atone for his people's sin. And he will forever offer intercession and intercessory prayers for our lives forevermore. Nothing will stop him for praying for us. Let's call him the Prince of Peace for he creates peace and spreads it. He is the greatest of all peacemakers. On the night of his crucifixion, he left his disciples with these words. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives peace I give unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither. Let them be afraid. His unfathomable serenity is spread through the faith of all who follow him and promote his harmony between God and us, both inwardly and outwardly. His peace works in us, through us, and for us to establish in us the full enjoyment of all the spiritual blessings and powers of the Lord, the God of God. then Isaiah says that this unborn child will be responsible for carrying the entire government upon his shoulders he is not inferior God he's not the inferior government of the people by the people and for the people for people err in their execution of justice His government is superior and he shall be king over all the earth. He will reign eternally now and in the future when his work is culminated and he will still be our wonderful counselor. He'll still be our mighty God. He'll still be our everlasting father. Who is this baby in this manger to you if you are his and he is yours? then he is Jesus, God with us. For those who have knowledge and have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the phrase God with us has a special significance. God is with us in a most personal and intimate way through God's Holy Spirit. Our bodies become a home for the creator of the universe. He gives us solace when things are hard. He instructs us in his methods. He makes it possible for us to serve him, to praise him, to worship him, to live a life in thankful gratitude to him. We feel Jesus Christ's presence closely and personally. Whenever two or three are gathered, it doesn't matter if you are in this worship center or you are in your car, wherever you are this morning, wherever two or three Christians gather together in his name, Jesus promises that he will be there. Even though we cannot see him, brothers and sisters, physically. By his spirit within us, we can feel his presence. When we assemble to worship, we know he's there we are his body and I told you sometimes in my church of old the spirit would hit us so much people who couldn't walk good would would leap around the building and run around the altar praying because God had they when they remember what God has done for them is doing for them and what God will do for them it must have been wonderful to live during Christ's time on earth but the truth of the matter is this we have never been closer to God than we are right now. Because of Christ's sacrifice, my friends, we have his spirit residing within us. And he's just a prayer away. All we need is faith. When we stand in his presence, his spirit is our advocate in every circumstance we find ourselves in. For we are his people, and his sheep of his pasture. Jesus is God with us. But he's also Jesus God for us. Matthew says, And he shall bring forth a, she shall bring forth a son. Thou shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is the same as Savior. It is coined from the verb meaning to save or to deliver. In Hebrew, it is the same as Yahshua, the angel's words with affirmation. He shall save, but save us from what? Isaiah knew that the coming Messiah would be a deliverer, but deliver us from what? The Messiah would save us from our painful separation from God. The worst thing that can happen to us is be eternally separated from God. You see, God intended for us to be like God, but sin got in the way. Even got us kicked out of the garden. There needed to be a way for us to be pure and holy like our creator. His blood shed, Jesus' blood shed didn't actually make me holy. Because if you knew me, I may give the appearance of holiness. <laughs> Asked Aletha. But he did something greater than that. You see, when he went back to abdicate for all of us with the Father, God set him on the right side. <laughs> so when God looks down from the throne rooms of heaven and looks at Sylvester, he can't see the stuff that I'm doing because I'm covered by the blood of his son. I'm covered by the gift of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm covered by him going to the cross. I'm covered by my belief that he is my savior. And even though I tend to slip up and do things that I don't have any business doing, when God looks down, all he sees is his child because of the wonderful work of Jesus Christ's blood shed on the cross to deliver us from the penalty of sin and reunite us with God. It was a costly way to redeem us. It was a painful way to redeem us, but it was the only way to redeem us. God has been always for us. Through the old covenant, he used bullocks and goats as sacrifices to try to get us back close to God. But because of our sin nature, we continue to stray away. So God prepared himself a body, called it in his son, Jesus Christ, to pay for the sin nature in all of us. He made a way for us to have a relationship with God that I can't even mess up. And he did it in a way that the ancient world could never have anticipated. Jesus with us. He is for us. Christ is for you and for me. Christmas is our affirmation that Jesus is the only one who can save us. He is for us all who will invite him into our hearts and become his people by faith. He came to his own, but many of them rejected him. So he went to the Gentiles, those who sat in great darkness, those who knew sin and knew nothing of God's promise to deliver them from evil. And so his messianic hope is this, that all of us will follow the ancient ones and come to know him and believe him as deliverer, come to know him as savior. Christ came to save us, to redeem us, to renew and restore us back to God and to pray for us a holy and sinless place to spend eternity with God. We never could have been his people unless he delivered us from the authority and power of sin. There is no salvation from sin unless we are purified by our confession and our belief that Christ's blood, yes, Christ's blood can deliver us. Yes, Calvary was the way for us to be reunited to God. It is a good time to celebrate the coming of the Lord, our Christ. Thanks to Jesus, Emmanuel, our Christ, we will never go through life alone. We will never be separated from God unless we choose to. And even then, you won't be separated. You just won't recognize his presence. If we invite him, Christ, into our hearts, he abides in us, loves us, and he will never, ever abandon us. He is the best of all Christmas gifts. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn it. Or to put shame on it, God sent his only son that whosoever just believed in Jesus the Christ would be saved both now and from eternal death. Christ is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Saints of God, brothers and sisters, we celebrate Christmas because our lives will never be The same. This precious gift that has been given will never be taken away from us. It will never lose its strength. It will never vanish from my existence. Unto us a son is given. Christ was given to us. No one deserves this blessing of God's son. He is simply given to us as a gift. Nobody elevates themselves to the level of deserving such a gift. We, by birthright, are born into a world of sin and conflict and hatred and discontent and set to die for our sins. But Christ is ours to accept as a savior that reaches out to us, what child is this? He is your Christmas gift. If you haven't accepted this gift, don't look for it under the tree. The gift doesn't have a bowl all tightly neat around it. It's not wrapped in fested paper. The child Isaiah called wonderful walked the earth many years ago, teaching and preaching about the need for us to be reunited with God. He started building his everlasting reign of peace while he was still on earth. And after only 33 short years, he was crucified for all of our sins and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And it's with his stripes that I can stand here now and be healed, that is totally, totally in relationship with God. You won't find this gift in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. That happened over 2,000 years ago. The baby became our Savior, and if we want to find him now, he's in every repentant heart. He's in every cry of need. He's in every space where those feel love has abandoned them. He's in every space where people feel like they are forgotten and no one wants them. And he's here for you. He's here for me. He reaches out to us. He's the thorn in our flesh that won't let us go until we accept him wholeheartedly. Christ came and is coming, but it won't be in swaddling clothes the next time. He will come in glory, the glory of God's goodness, the glory of grace, the glory of love, the glory of God's forgiveness. He will come in the glory of God's salvation, the glory of God's promise, and he will come to collect all of us who belong to him. Friends, I pray you have accepted your gift. And when you unwrapped it and he came into your life and did like he did for me, such imaginable things and brought us such a long way, I still look back and say, what child is this who would love me when I didn't love myself? What child? Is this that could caress these dirty bloody hands and caress them as if I was a precious jewel what child is this that loves us so 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 much God we thank you for the gift that we unwrap daily in our hearts I thank you for this gift that when I find myself, even 35,000 feet in an airplane, wondering whether or not I'm safe, I can look over of my shoulder and know that even 35,000 feet in the air, you are with me. And when I find myself in situations that I know I shouldn't be in, I can be reassured that even there, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me always. You are our Emmanuel. You are the most precious thing that the world has ever seen. And you have ignited a movement. You have ignited a people that won't stop until the whole world has been won for you. Thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.